On R2C2, CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco guide listeners through everything going on in the MLB, NBA, and NFL. They also talk to friends, athletes, and celebrities about the world of sports and much more. Check out R2C2 with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can step up to the plate with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, bet the live same-game parlays for every MLB game and track your game and bets live with box scores and play-by-play. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. What's good, everybody? We're doing things a little differently here on this Sunday. Happy fourth one and all. We did a Spotify green room right after game two of the Subway series. I have seen a whole lot of miserable baseball. The last few days, we're going to have a lot to say on that. I know the Met fan is happy. I know the Yankee fan is not. But our pod this week, for Sunday at least, is a live Spotify green room. We're doing a lot more of these. We will let you know when they're going to be. You guys can call, interact. I know many of you have already gotten on board. If you haven't, you got to write that wrong. But our Spotify green room reaction to Yankees and Mets is coming up next. Fourth of July, one and all. The Subway Series Part One has now come to a close, and I gotta be honest, I can never in a million years remember a more unsatisfying split than what we had in the first two games of this double dip. And I promise you, you want to get involved, you want to request to speak. We're gonna hammer a bunch of calls. I promise you that. Let me say my piece for about five or six minutes. And then we'll get to the call. So request to speak now, and we'll take it from there. Sunday just added to the misery, the frustration, the angst amongst New York Yankee fans. And, you know, I was thinking about this leaving Yankee Stadium late this afternoon. This is as angry, as ticked off, as fed up, as I have ever seen the Yankee fan base in all my years of being a fan, of all my years of doing sports radio, they've had some mediocre teams. Don't get me wrong. This team, though, has taken it to a new extreme. And listen, I was there Wednesday night. Nothing is going to top Wednesday night with the heat, the rain delays, Chapman giving up a touchdown, the whole deal. But think about this Sunday game in the afternoon. Garrett Cole, who is the ace of the New York Yankees, Garrett Cole, the ace of the Yankees, is staked to a 4-1 to one lead. 
gives it right back. Walking guys, base hits. Couldn't have pitched worse. And yeah, now it's fair to wonder. Now it's fair to say how much of a product was Garrett Cole in regards to the sticky stuff. I'll own this. I'll take the L for this. I'm okay with this. A couple of weeks ago, I kind of poo-pooed the idea. I kind of minimized the idea because he was still pitching well. Well, I know this with Cole. His two biggest starts of the year, he has completely urinated all over himself. Has he not? Red Sox last Sunday, trying to avoid a sweep. Stunk. Mets, 4-1 lead. Team needs a win. Stinks. Garrett Cole's got to take a lot of heat for this. Maybe he should start using the stupid sticky stuff again. Maybe he should. I'd rather him cheat than pitch like this. So Cole stunk today. Then you get to the seventh inning and these dopey doubleheaders. I know a lot of people are going to make the argument after Chapman Wednesday night, you can't go back to him there. I disagree. To me, Aroldis Chapman is your closer. Aroldis Chapman needs to pitch in that situation. Aroldis Chapman, much like Garrett Cole, urinated all over himself. And explain this to me. And I had a buddy Gelbs was texting me this. I tweeted it out. Pete Alonso has not hit a high fastball all year. What in God's name are you doing? Two strikes, throwing him a slider. Awful, awful, awful pitch selection from Chapman. Gives up the homer, gives up a couple more base runners. Of course, the Mets end up winning the game. I mean, obviously, of course, the Mets end up winning the game. You knew that was happening. The way the Met fan was celebrating, the way that first game of the double dip transpired, I, I had to be honest. I tweeted this out. I would have taken a loss in a nightcap if it meant the Yankees are going to make changes. I would have taken a loss. Truth be told, scouts honor. I didn't get my wish. Maybe because Mr. Oswalt was on the mound for the Mets. Maybe that's why. Urshela hits a through on Homer. Green did a fabulous job. Fabulous job. You know who else did a fabulous job? Nesta Cortez. Nesta Cortez. And why is Aaron Boone, what is Aaron Boone doing Knowing you're not using Chapman and you're not losing Luazica, let Nesta Cortez pitch for goodness sakes. What kind of shit is that? Holy moly, that was tough to take. Thankfully, Chad Green bailed him out. He was fabulous. Chad Green was absolutely fabulous today. The Yankees' best offense basically is a wild pitch, and they go and split this double dip. Now, from a Mets standpoint, look, you did what you needed to do this weekend. I don't know how Taiwan Walker is not pitching in the All-Star game. Somebody's got to explain that to me. I think the return of Brandon Nimmo and Louis Rojas was talking about this in the ESPN broadcast. The fact that you got Nimmo back in this lineup, it's kind of lengthening things out a little bit. That's a good sign. They had a bunch of hits over the course of the weekend. That's great. And they're in a good spot. Schwaber's out for a couple weeks. The Braves have not been particularly good this year. And, you know, you're in a situation where you're a first-place team. Don't apologize for it. You take two out of three against a pathetic Yankee team. You want to pound your chest? You want to toot your own horn? Be my guest. This is going to bother the Mets fan. The bigger story right now is the train wreck and the three-ring circus that is the New York Yankees. So, long story short, the Yankees continue to be a mess. Now you can add Garrett Cole and Aroldis Chapman to the problems. Chapman's role in the ninth inning, up for discussion.
call and whether or not he can get things done without sticky stuff, yeah, that's something that's got to be looked at. That's something that's got to be talked about. Tons of calls coming up right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, I see a bunch of calls. Let's rock and roll. Good weekend for the Mets. Lousy weekend for the Yankees. I'm not taking any solace and any joy with the idea that they salvaged anything here. That does me absolutely no good. I can tell you that right out of the gate. Let's lead it off with Jay, who gets us going here on Spotify Green Room Live, the only place you got live content after a Yankee game, Met game, my friend. What's happening, Jay? Oh, this is Jay. I'm a Yankees fan. I just had a quick question. How long before the Yankees and Boone decide to move on from Araldis Chapman? Well, he's going to be the closer, Jay. He's going to be the closer. Now, if you want to tell me he needs a little blow, that you want to take him out of the closer's role the way Joe Girardi did back in 2017, maybe you do that until the end of the All-Star break. That is something you could see. But think about this, Jay. He's making a boatload of money. And the amazing thing with Chapman, Chapman, folks, for the first two months of this year was unhittable. He was as good as anybody. Chapman is going to pitch. He's going to be the closer. No ifs, no ends, no buts. He's going to be the closer. Mike, up next. What's happening, Mike? JJ, what's up, my brother? Michael, I'm doing okay. I guess I just can't go to any more games, bro. I think that's what it comes down to, bro. I can't go to any more games, you know? I was at the game yesterday. It, it's, it, it sounded like City Field. I was disgusted. Well, you thought it sounded like City Field yesterday. You should have been there in the ninth inning today when it felt like it was a Met takeover. And listen, Michael, I'm not even going to kill the Yankee fans. It's 4th of July weekend. You want to maybe be at a barbecue. Maybe you want to be at the Hamptons. You want to be at the Jersey Shore. You don't want to be sitting there like me, like an idiot watching this shit. I don't blame the Yankee fan for not going. Listen, we're diehard fans. Listen, I, I, you know what I'm doing right now? If, I, if, I'm, if I'm Cashman... I'm trading Chad Green how I traded Andrew Miller back in 2016. After that performance, he's not get rid of him. We need to rebuild this whole thing where this team's not going anywhere. This team's 42 and 41. They're pathetic. Our best hitter is a wild pitch, JJ. What the hell is this? I understand that, Michael. Listen, it's I'm totally trading fair. Green. He's, got a, he's got a year left. You can get a hole for him. Any team, any playoff team could use a guy like him. He gives you two, three innings. Can you imagine him in the playoffs right now in a high leverage situation? You want a guy like him who's dotting 95. Well, and the difference between a guy like Green as opposed to Chapman or Britton, you're going to look at, well, here's, here's what it comes down to, Michael. Those guys are damaged goods. What do I mean by that? The damaged goods in the sense that Chapman's value, even though they named him an all-star today, which was a joke, he is a total mess. Britain is dealing with the injuries. Green is pitching well. He has team control for another year. Um, and I'll say this, Michael. They are not trading off guys yet. But if you look at, but look at their schedule, they have 
at Seattle, team that's playing well this score. We have the West Coast trip coming up, right? They got Seattle, they got Houston, and then they have eight games with the Boston Red Sox between now and the end of July. You will know by the end of that series up at Fenway Park in a few weeks where the Yankees are, and if it's status quo with where they are at this point in time, I am open to anything when it comes to changes with this team. Anything. And let me ask you real quick, JJ. Do you think, listen, I know everyone on Twitter, it's like me too. Do you think Cole's going to be a big problem? I mean, listen, that this is scary now. They, they cracked down on this, and he doesn't look dominant at all. He's not striking out anyone. He had a good start a couple of, but man, he's not the guy you paid $35 million a year. 100%, Michael. I feel the exact same way you do with Cole. And listen, I'm a big Cole guy. I'm a big Cole guy. I thought he was a warrior for the Yankees last year. I thought he pitched great in the postseason. And his first two months were brilliant. Do I have to have some question and concern about this sticky stuff and now this sticky stuff not being a part of his repertoire? Yeah. And I'll own it. I poo-pooed it about three weeks ago. I didn't think it was a huge deal. Well, the Red Sox start and the Mets start, he could not have been worse. Yeah, now it's a concern. And he's going to pitch against Houston this weekend? Major, major concern. The great Charlie in Woodside. What up, Charles? Hey, JJ, what's up? Charlie, I don't even know how to feel after this game, dude. I got to be honest. Leaving Yankee Stadium this afternoon, you know what my initial reaction was? I hope they lose so they blow this baby up. That was my initial reaction. So, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't watch the second game until the last inning where Chad Green struck out the three because I am so ticked off with this team. It's like, what the hell am I doing? What the hell am I doing wasting my time watching this? You know, a dog crap. You know, I mean, day in, day out, just lifeless garbage on Saturday. I mean, what is that? Was that Saturday? Yesterday on Saturday. And this, I mean, I'm in this uh, early on Sunday. It was, I, my soul is broken, JJ. I mean, with this team. Uh, the fact that this West Coast coming up, I mean, please send my regards to Caroline, your sister Caroline. She's, she's awesome. And like, she's awesome. And right now, I mean, I mean, basically, I was watching Mayor of Easton before you uh, you finally shows um, the thing come on. But my, my thing is like, this team is so, I uh, you know, like yesterday, this team looked like quit. They quit on this team. I mean, quit every, every cross the board. And the fact that I see a Met team on the opposing side, my goodness, they have some lefty bats, man. Well, they have balance. They have balance. See, that's what it comes down to, Charlie. Listen, they haven't hit it all this year. And when the Met fan starts chiming in here in this Spotify green room, they're going to tell you exactly that. This is the best, you know, their bats have been, it feels like, all damn year, for goodness sakes. But A-Rod was talking about it in the broadcast. The idea that the Mets have some guys who can go first to third, that can steal a base if need be, that can use their legs if need be. The Yankees don't have that. The Yankees have built themselves a lineup that is a one-trick pony. They go station to station. They're all or nothing. They're built the exact same way. They're fundamentally flawed, Charlie. You know it and I know it. Oh, yes, because because I see a – JJ, to be honest with you, you guy, you had Nikki Tatorin on the latest last podcast. I've been listening to that podcast like 10 or 10, a dozen, over a dozen times. And it's awesome to hear that. The fact that this team has like basically a same type of hitter, like, I mean – the oldest right-handed batters. I mean, LeMahieu's the one's different. And after, I mean, if you got to keep the, out of the right-handed fitters alike as Judge, other than that, it's all the same. Boyd, Stanton, um, Andujar. I mean, Glaber Torres is a mess. Um, and you can't trade him, Charlie. See, when we talk about moves that could be made come July 31st, I don't want to put Glaber Torres' name in that equation for this reason. No, no. I like to put a stock market from time to time. 
you would be selling so low on Gleyber Torres, it would make absolutely no sense. But the guy to me who doesn't have a role on this team long term is Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt does not have a role on this team because he's a butcher at first base. He's exactly the same sort of hitter as what you have right now. And think about Judge and Voigt. At least Judge is a quality outfielder. Judge is one of your more marketable players. The, the Yankees could say whatever they want about payroll and luxury tax. They have to re-sign Aaron Judge. There's no way they're not going to re-sign Aaron Judge. I don't buy it for a minute. I really don't. And I, I saw the article in Jeff Passing. I mean, if I mean, if they trade Judge, it, I mean, those seasons. I mean, I mean, that's what pulling the white flag in. Uh, I mean, I mean, JJ, what? I'd be shocked, Charlie. Right now, knowing what Aaron Judge means to the Yankees, appreciate it as always, buddy. What he means to the Yankees from an optic standpoint, a marketability standpoint, I don't think they're moving on from Aaron Judge, even next year. Now, if he ends up walking in free agency, it's going to be a major problem. I'll tell you this. Stanton not being able to play the outfield for this team is an absolute disgrace. And I don't even want to hear about the injuries. I'd say the hell with it this week. Put him out in the outfield. If he, if he hurts his hammy or his calf or whatever, so be it. I'll live with the result. He has got to be out there because it hurts this team dramatically not having the flexibility to DH guys when need be. And at least Sunday, listen, I am the biggest critic that you're going to find of this manager. I don't think this manager is the answer. I think the Yankees need to move on. I have said that multiple times when it comes to Aaron Boone. And I don't think I'm going to be getting a Christmas card from the Boone family anytime soon. But you know what? Somebody in Yankee media has got to tell it like it is. And I know that some of these guys and gals, they have professional obligations. They have relationships. They have this. They have that. Aaron Boone is a lousy big league manager. Let's call it like it is. He's lousy. At least today, though, to his credit, and I got to give the guy credit after I just roast him for a minute or two, I like the fact that they were running a little bit today. Hit and run. Even Ann Duhar getting thrown out. You got to make something happen. I mean, you're hitting the way they're hitting. You got to make something happen. The great Andrew is up next. Andrew, my boy. What up, my dude? How we doing? JJ, I know 4th of July is a drinking holiday. I hope you have a beer in your hand. Well, I can tell you this. I have to do television after we say goodbye. And then there will be a, a couple of Corona lights that are sitting in the fridge waiting for me. And I'm ready to rock and roll, Andrew. So thank you for thinking of me for that. I appreciate it. I was going to say, you deserve a cocktail. Hey, I, and I, I need more than that with this Yankee team. I need about, you know, 10 zillion cocktails to get through them. Let's be honest. Dude. I know. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. Listen, <laughs> you think Yankees management is watching game one? They see Dom Smith's home run in the first inning and they say, damn, we need a left-handed bat. Oh, they should. Andrew. Andrew, not only that, how about Jared Walsh the other day against Aroldis Chapman? I mean, it's over and over again. And they try to make this argument, the shifting has killed the lefty bat. Therefore, they didn't want to have lefties. But when you face top flight right-handed pitching, I'll give you an example. Avaldi, a guy who has killed the Yankees. It's going to be a lot easier to hit a guy like that when you have a couple of lefties in a lineup that can balance some things out. Well, you know what doesn't make sense to me is that they're all they're analytically driven and they're all about the launch angle. So if you're going to have left-handed hitters and you're going to focus on launch angle, they get a hold of it. They're going to hit it out of the ballpark. When you have a home run heavy team, you need to have some lefties to balance things out. You can't have a right-handed hitting team focused on launch angle when you're playing at Yankee Stadium, which let's face it, right field is a little league porch. Andrew, I don't disagree. And I want to take advantage of that. And that's why hearing the report earlier in the week 
Brantley and Schwaber were interested in being Yankees. And listen, I'm going to chew my own horn on Brantley. I was screaming all offseason, do whatever it takes to bring this guy to the team. And I'm not one of these guys that hammers the luxury taxes, the be-all, end-all to why the Yankees are struggling. Because I don't think that's the only reason. But Brantley's a guy where you should have said the hell with it. We're bringing him in because he was the perfect fit for this team and was exactly what this lineup needed, dude, to a T. I agree because they don't play small ball. They have a bunch of guys that do the same thing, and Brantley would have brought a different element to this offense. He would have brought a different layer to the offense, and they wouldn't be one so so one-dimensional. But, you know, when it comes to the Mets, and I obviously I know you're a Yankees fan, so I don't want to rub it in your face, but I'm just asking a typical Mets question. I think that Brandon Nimmo's addition to this lineup is so understated, and the reason why is because Jeff McNeil – looks absolutely lost at the plate. And Jeff McNeil is the type of guy who's going to hit 310, 320, be the catalyst for your offense. But he is not being that right now. So if you're going to have Brandon Nemo, I mean, we know he draws walks, he gets on base, he sprints to first base, you know, all that stuff. But before the injury, he was hitting at a 340 clip. He comes back today, he gets three hits in the first game, another hit in the second game. If he is going to be that that force in the top of the Mets lineup, I think that could take them to the next level. I think Brandon Nemo is probably the unsung hero in this Mets lineup. I know they have Alonzo, they have Smith, they have Lindor, but you add Nemo into that leadoff role and he's hitting it the way he's hitting right now, this Mets lineup is going to be something to reckon with. Andrew, I don't disagree with that. Appreciate the call. Good call. Very, very good call. I, two years ago, three years ago, was very skeptical. On the idea of being, you know, looking at Brandon Nimmo, I should say, as an everyday position player. He's proven me wrong. He gets on base. He's got a good energy about him. He's a cool player. I don't love him in center field. I think he's probably in a perfect world, more of a corner outfielder. But he has changed the look in the field of the lineup. I don't disagree with that. And was terrific all weekend. Felt like he was in the middle of everything for the Mets. These have been electric. Let's keep it going. More calls right after this. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, 
all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. The great Dougie in Long Island. Hello, Dougie. Johnny boy, how are we doing? Dougie, I mean, I'm hanging by a thread, bro. I mean, you know uh, the scene in Wedding Crashers when uh, Vince Vaughn visits the Owen Wilson character? And, you know, in no way am I trying to make light of jumping off of a bridge. But, you know, the scene where he's like, I'm reading Don't Jump Books. That's that's basically the state of affairs for any Yankee fan right now. I am the Owen Wilson in Wedding Crashers hanging by a thread, brother. I'm hanging by a thread. Well, otherwise, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Uh, all right, listen, for you Yankee fans, because you're younger too, I'm a Met, Jet, Nick, Ranger fan. Yankee fans that are under 50, 45, have had an incredible life. Oh, I've never seen anything like this. Doug, listen, I'll own it. I'm not going to hide from it. I understand how lucky and how spoiled the Yankees have been for anybody who started rooting for the team in 93, 94 and beyond like I did. I I, I get all that, dude. That said, though, doesn't mean you're going to be waving pom-poms saying no big deal, especially, Doug, if you were to compare them and the Red Sox over the last 15 years, Doug, you can't make any argument any other way. You'd rather be the Red Sox over the Yankees by a mile. It's not even close, dude. It's not even close. You want to win. You want the championships. Um, Before I get into the Yankees and Mets, listen, MLB got to do something about the umping. Well, they're awful. Listen, Doug, that's no surprise. Bro, watch games on a daily basis. They are pathetic. They're pathetic. So I'm not surprised anymore. You would say, you know, like, we need robot arms. We need the electronic strike zone. I agree with you. Anybody who's going to tell me otherwise is not watching the same games that we are watching. Totally agree. A gazillion dollars involved in baseball. In game two, they didn't even have the communication working. The Mets couldn't even appeal. Supposedly, I watched on ESPN, too. In between innings, the umps were on the phone. They had a problem with the communication. That's unacceptable. That home plate umpire was pathetic the whole second game, both ways. And he, I think, was the guy at first base in the first game. This is unacceptable. And that blown call at first base, too, was such a blown, obvious call that if I could see it from my seats, which were quite good, by the way, for anybody who's still on Instagram, I could see it from my seats, which is basically the equivalent of the Met dugout. Something's up. And that's where there's got to be accountability. And, you know, I'm not in the business, Doug, all the time of demanding jobs and this and that because I know these guys are human. I know they're going to make mistakes. It's one thing making a mistake, bro. It's another thing making a mistake when it's as glaring and as obvious as what we saw here tonight, you know? That awful. Uh, one on the Mets. Um, listen, McNeil has struggled. McNeil had a very good weekend. I know that last – Green was on fire. Nobody was hitting him. McNeil was four for seven with two walks. He looked a lot better. And had a good at bat against Chapman in the ninth inning where he fouled off a boatload of pitches. Very, very good at bat. And he's too good a hitter. You know what I mean, Doug? Like, there are certain guys, and I felt this way with LeMayu with the Yankees. He's going to hit because he's just too good. And the track record shows you he's a pro. McNeil, throughout his big league career, has done nothing but hit. If I'm looking at Conforto and McNeil, and I'm going to debate who am I more concerned about as we get ready for the All-Star break, it's Conforto, and it's not even close. It's not even close. McNeil's got a thousand plate appearances before this year. He's a 320 hitter, and everybody wants to dump him. When the Mets didn't get started in the beginning of the year, they had 
you know, problems with the Nats, with the COVID, the rainouts, and then he got hurt. I can't dump on that guy. But Nimmo, I tell you, improved center fielder. He's he has gotten a lot better. And one thing with the Yankees, Johnny, I want to get your take on it. What concerned me after the game, they've been embarrassed four times easily this year. After the game against Anaheim, when you give up a touchdown in the last inning, you sit on that game for two days, you come home, you're getting no hit by the crosstown rivals in your own building, you're down 8 nothing, and Judge hits a solo. Oh, embarrassing. Embarrassing. I know exactly what you're referencing. Judge hits the home run. They're doing their little celebration. Every single guy with the high fives and whatever. And I get it, Doug. That's baseball now in 2021. The Yankees are not the only team doing this. I've seen the Mets do this. I've seen the Red Sox do this. I've seen other teams do this. But there is a time and a place for that sort of crap, man. I am with you 1,000%. When I see Judge basically dapping up every guy in the dugout, you know, doing a little home run celebration, when you're down seven runs and you're getting your ass whooped, it is not sitting well with me. I agree, 1,000%. Totally agree. That tells me the problem. I mean, listen, Boone's awful. He took Montgomery out yesterday after he struck. He made McCann look twice awful. I was so happy. But when I see that from a player, I know that with the Yankees, I got to get somebody off that team. I got to let this team know, listen, someone's got to go. That shit ain't going to be tolerated. Bingo, Doug. Totally agree. And that's why I keep screaming about Buck Showalter. And I understand, you know, fans like to hop on narratives. And I'm hopping on a narrative right now. But it comes full circle. The guy is a Yankee through and through. He's turned programs around. I know he hasn't won. The storyline and everything about it, Doug, it's just so just picturesque, dude. You know, like it just makes too much sense at some point down the line. Now, I'm resigned to the fact that they're not going to make any changes in the middle of this year. It sucks. It bothers me. It drives me to drink. They're not going to make an in-season managerial change. But at the end of this year, there's no way I can look at Aaron Boone and think he's the right guy to lead this team. And I'm going to lose my mind if the Yankees give him an extension. I'm going to lose my mind. Right. But if I could ask you one more thing, and then I'll go and let someone else get in. And thanks for the time. And you keep doing what you're doing. You're the best, buddy. Yeah, we're rocking, bro. We're rocking. I love it, man. Only place you live in a living color. So what do you got for me, Dougie? You know the Yankees better than me. Is Florio that bad that you trade for LaCastro? Who doesn't? I mean, he's a guy like a Billy Hamilton to come off the bench. I mean, how does Floriel not even get a chance to come up here? Uh, Doug, it's a fair point. I want to see him play. Excellent point. I want to see him play. And I've been saying this for a month now. I don't need to see Brett Gardner every single day. He's getting exposed. He's not an everyday outfielder. Not at this stage of the game. They need something drastic. Regardless of this win today, they need something drastic. Scotty joins us. What's up, Scotty? Hey, JJ. Thanks for taking the call. Scott, you got it, man. What's up, dude? Uh... You know, I'm glad we got the split today, but this whole season, I mean, I, listen, I know I'm 23. I, I, I never seen the Yankees this bad besides 13 or 14. But let's be honest, though, Scotty. All right, you haven't seen them this bad. You also haven't seen them that good. You know, it's not like you're a guy like me who came up through the 90s Yankees where you were in school every year and you expected them to win the World Series. You guys, I call it the millennial Yankee fan, like my sister, who's 20 years old, or I even think about my buddy Eric Hubs over at Barstool, who basically has no recollection of the 90s whatsoever. You guys really don't have, all right, they haven't bottomed out, but you guys don't have like year after year after year the idea that they're, you know, a World Series of Bus type of team. That has not been the case. And like, listen, my brother, you know, my brother's 38. My brother's seen the 90s Yankee teams. You know, my father's 63. He saw the 70s, 90s Yankee teams. 
and I was, you know, my I watched you on my father's day. My father said, this is one of the worst Yankee teams he's ever seen. And this is a guy that's been a Yankee fan since 1963, 64. So, I mean, it's just, I just don't understand. How is there no left-handed batters in this lineup? 314, I mean, really? I mean, come on. We need to, I mean, something that, and boy, I think, you know, we should have traded him last year. They missed the boat, Scotty. I agree. I was screaming about this on my own platform. For anybody who listened to me, I said it back in January. So this is not me being a second guest kind of guy. This is not a situation where, you know, I'm trying to, eh, maybe I am trying to toot my own horn a little bit, but that's okay. They should have traded Luke Voigt. His value would have never been higher. Appreciate it, Scotty. Love your passion. Appreciate it. They absolutely should have made a move. And next year, he cannot be on the team. Jordan is up next. What's up, Jordan? Jordan going once. Jordan going twice. Jordan's not paying attention. That's okay. Let's head to the great Andrew in Bay Ridge. What's up, Andrew? Do the Yankees need a win today, or did the Yankees need a win today? Well, dude, I'll be honest with you. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. I was rooting for a loss because I want drastic change, and I thought maybe somehow, some way. Let me put it this way. I wasn't rooting for a loss. But I will say this. I would have traded a loss today for a firing. Does that make sense? I would have traded a loss for a firing. I would have done that. Yeah. I, uh, we were sharing a brain on the, with your opening with Garrett Cole. I mean, in that third inning, when the, when the, uh, what was it, third or fourth inning, when the bases got loaded, and he kind of stepped off the mound, he, lo- he looked like he was looking for something. He might have been looking for that sticky, icky, icky stuff. Because without that stuff, I don't know if this guy's even that good of a pitcher. He folded up like a $40 suit in that third inning, John. Well, and the problem is, Andrew, that's coming off the heels of the Red Sox start. When you lose the first two games of that series, when you desperately need your ace to show up, he gave up four runs in the first inning. And today he gives up a four-to-one lead, four lead on a day where his team desperately needed a win. Yeah, the concern level for Cole and Chapman could not be any higher from a Yankee standpoint. Could not be any higher. And also with uh, Torres. Now, what's going on with this guy now? Um, do you have still have faith in him? I mean, after his first two years now, I mean, the guy looks like he's lost up there, John. I have no idea what has happened to Gleyber Torres. I have no idea, Andrew. And I thought maybe it was his defense. I thought maybe it was at the beginning of the year, the idea of getting COVID and having a little bit of an injury problem. This has nothing to do with injuries. He has lost his power. The book is out on Glaber Torres, and he is not adjusted. The problem is trading a guy like Torres now makes absolutely no sense for the Yankees because you know the deal with a trade, Andrew. You don't want to make a trade when a guy's value is as low as can be. I want to make a trade when his value is up, and I could get something in return for this guy. I don't want to trade Glaber Torres right now. No way. Yeah, no, he just looks very, very uncomfortable out there. Like something's going on or... Whatever the case may be, it just doesn't seem right. It seems like a lot of Yankees are kind of like that too. Like they're they're trying to find it, you know. Like they're mm, they're like Stanton at the plate. Like he's frustrated because he's trying to find it, but he just can't find it. I feel like that's that's what's going on with a lot of the this Yankee team right now. No, they're a one trick pony, Andrew. That's what it is. They're a one trick pony kind of offense in a sense that they're all or nothing hitters. They're all right-handed. They go station to station. They cannot do the little things effectively. And it's to the point now where I'm like, screw it if I'm Aaron Boone. I am going to hit and run, guys. I am going to put Stanton in the outfield. What do I got to lose at this point? If you are the New York Yankees, you have nothing to lose at this point. You're miserable. You're nine and a half games out of first place. Whatever it takes, bro. No, 100%. And at the end of the day, John, Garrett Cole right now, 
is the odds-on favorite to win the Cy Young, I'm going to go look up some other guys. I'm going to I would too. I would too, Andrew. I invested in that at the beginning of the year. I took Cole at like five to one. Felt great about the idea um, of getting Cole at five to one. And it blew up in my face over these last couple of starts. So yeah, I would start scouting the American League. And I don't know if it's from a closer standpoint. You look at some of the other starters that are out there. I, I, I don't know if I have a horse necessarily, but think about the three guys who have been impacted the most with this sticky stuff. Four, actually. Cole, the knucklehead Bauer, and the Mets are probably counting their lucky stars that they ended up with Taiwan Walker instead of Trevor Bauer. And we were all over that one. I wanted nothing to do with Bauer on this team. I thought he was a head case. I thought he was a nightmare. And I can only imagine if this stuff was going on in a New York Met uniform. Giolito has lost it with this sticky stuff. But Andrew, I got to look at Chapman too as another guy who might be a product of what was going on earlier in the year. Because Chapman was as good as it gets over the first two months of the year. And now Chapman's to the point where he couldn't get me or you out. No, 100%. I mean, Chapman's look, him and Cole kind of started going downhill at the same time. Coincidence? I think not. We'll see. Um, hope Maybe the, these guys could bounce back, but it's going to be very, very interesting to see, you know, what uh, consequences this sticky stuff has with especially those two guys right there. But at the end of the day, John, I'm going to go search for some Cy Young winners in the AL. There we go. And Andrew, I know you're on the prowl for college football beaks and NFL beaks. I saw the great Sugar Ray Martel at Yankee Stadium today. And the wager is already down for Patriots Dolphins week one as Tua and Flores will go into the belly of the beast. And maybe Bill in Los Angeles might be crying from the penthouse mansion in Los Angeles somewhere. I hope. I already have a double or nothing bet with Billy Boy. We're working on that. Andy, what's up, Andy? All right, JJ. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm, I don't even know where to start, JJ. I am so sick to my stomach what's been going on here. And I got to be honest, that last win, I'm like you, JJ. I was rooting for a loss and I went it over seven runs. So I'm a little disappointed. Oh, I can understand that. That's all for two. You want to change, Andy. You're not going to get any change. No shocker there. And you lose a couple of loot in the process, which is not ideal. But the, the two guys that I'm absolutely infuriated is Chapman and Cole, man. We have this uh, Cole, $300 million. This guy is scaring me. The spider tax stuff, despite that, this, we needed that win today, man. Like you can, you have a four, one, four to one lead and you couldn't close the door. That's alarming to me, JJ. That's scary and alarming. Chapman, he's already broken a heart several times. I'm not surprised by this. Uh, it's just that this guy, it's just amazing. He's continuing to make it even worse. I honestly would trade this guy. I, I just I, I just don't see a future where this guy's going to, we're not going to win with this guy. Yeah, but easier said than done as far as making a trade. Aroldis Chapman has a no trade in his contract. And you want to tell me you take him out of the closers role for a week? I'm cool with that. You want to wait until after the All-Star break? Fine. And I love to roast the manager. I think the manager is terrible, and they need to make a change sooner rather than later. It's tough to kill the manager, though, when your ace implodes and falls apart with a three-run lead, and in his two biggest starts of the year, it could not have been any worse. And Chapman gives up a touchdown Wednesday and follows that up with awful pitch selection to Alonzo and a guy who hasn't hit anything up in the strike zone all year. He's thrown him a hanging slider. Oh, my God. JJ, that was the most disgusting thing. I, I mean, what am I saying? The whole grand slam put me in the fucking grave. I'm sorry. I've had a curse, but I'm... You're allowed to on this platform, Andrew. We don't have to worry about the FCC. 
You want to throw an F-bomb out there? Do it, baby. I use them when need be. You're allowed. You're absolutely allowed. I grew up in the 80s and I grew up in the 90s. I've seen everything, my friend. And this team, not only don't we lack any left-handed bats, we're fucking gutless, dude. We're gutless. This team is gutless. You lose to Tampa Bay. You lose to the Red Sox. You know what I'm saying? This team has shown no freaking heart all year. All right? I don't expect anything different. I don't understand where, you know, I'm a, may, you know, I, I'm a, maybe I'm a delusional Yankee fan that just believes in hope, but I see no difference. They need to fire Boone. Boone doesn't change shit. He continues with the same shit all the time. Change things up. Change the lineup. Hit and run. Put a bunt down. Do something to change the, the atmosphere. Do something. Andrew, I don't disagree, Andy. Excellent, excellent call. They need a new manager. It's not going to happen until next year, but they desperately need that sort of it factor. And don't tell me a manager doesn't matter when I watch the Boston Red Sox on a night-in and night-out night out basis and think about what Alex Cora has meant to their team. You're telling me a guy like Buck Showalter couldn't have that sort of impact on the Yankees with a couple of changes? Absolutely he could. And the Yankee schedule, folks, I'm telling you, Seattle, they're playing well. Astros, playing well. Red Sox for eight games. By the end of July, you'll know exactly where they stand. Good weekend for the Mets. Took advantage of a slumping, reeling, pathetic Yankee team. If you're a Yankee fan taking any solace in Sunday's nightcap win, God bless you, because I'm not. The team is a total mess from the manager to the way they're put together. And now you can put Garrett Cole and a roll the Chapman on that list. That's not ideal. This was a ton of fun. You guys brought the fire, the passion, the energy. This is how we roll. This is what we do. Nobody else was live right now. Let that be clear. Nobody else was live. We were. And that will continue to be the case. Just wait until the football season starts. Just wait. As Chris Berman once said, we have only just begun. Enjoy your 4th of July. God bless America. God bless our troops. I love you all. The Yankees make me sick. I may have a few cocktails. God bless you guys. Later.